And welcome to episode 35 of Ripping the Rack podcast. I am your co-host, Tim, with my one of my cats, Luna. Luna, say hi. No, just the cat butt. <laughs> apparently, we're just doing cat butthole today. Apparently. Uh, apparently. And uh, joining me today is my co-host, Brian. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Hope everyone happy. had a happy and safe and healthy New Year. Happy New Year. Welcome to the first episode of 2021. We made it, Tim. Our, our, the, the years are now legal from here yes, on out. That is they true. The, the 2000s have, have turned legal and are now of drinking age. Well, let's hope that they handle themselves better than 2020 did. Well, 2020 was a little screwed up. It was a dumpster fire, like the Habs. Hey, Angela. Hey, Angela. Habs suck. Speaking of the Habs, speak reminds me of the Bruins. That's oh, right. Oh, no Chara. He went bye bye. It's yeah. okay though. He, I'm he actually got, I, I'm okay old. with it. He uh they did offer him a contract. They did offer him a spot on the team, um, but a reduced capacity, and he still feels that he has uh enough left in the tank to try to give it a try. Uh you know, full bore. So, yeah, good luck. To, I mean, I, look, he, lots of guys do that. Carmelone went to L.A., you know. Scotty Pippen, I can't. He went somewhere after Chicago. Like, some guys just don't want to retire. He's, uh, you know, in my eyes, Zidane Chara is a Bruin. He will always be a Bruin. Um, he will. He's originally a senator. He was. From Ottawa. Uh, you know. Hello, but, Kitty. Oh, he, he apparently Luna just wants to be part of the show today. Um, That's our podcast producing cat, Luna. She's our executive producer yep, of the is, podcast. This is one of our executive producers. Uh, Mookie is another one. Mookie is sleeping in the uh, cat tree that you guys can't see in my new <laughs> humble office here. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I'm okay with I'm okay with it. I love Chara. I, I will miss him on the team, but you know, again, it's time to go younger. Uh, mm-hmm. See how it goes. I agree. So, NHL starts next week. NBA has started up. Uh, the Celtics can be a dumpster fire at times, but they're still fun to watch. Um, the Patriots season is over. Yeah, so I'm going to ask you something because I, ju- I honestly don't know this. What do you do when your team's not in the postseason? You you watch everyone else and get to laugh at how terrible they're having, like, during games. Like, you get to watch people melt down when their teams start losing, and you just okay. like, this is, this is fine. You know, and, you know, and I, I joke about that only because, um, I've been, speaking, again. Just yeah. speaking of playoffs real quick, do, do you think that Philadelphia threw that game? Oh, my God, I can't believe they put Sudfeld in in the fourth. Did you hear? Oh. Did you hear their coach's explanation? No. Well, he he's been on the team for four years, and I I thought he should get a chance to play after that amount of time, and it just seemed like the right the right time to put him in. <laughs> if they won, they got the sixth pick. If they lost, they got the third pick. Oh, you can't God. tell me. You can't tell me he wasn't trying at the start at the end of the third. Going, I need you to take out Jalen. I need you to start benching oh. people. God, the, the, I, Giants, I, the Giants had a meltdown on Twitter. Yeah, it was great. I love it. I love it. Of course, the NFC, 
The NFC East is a dumpster fire anyway. Used to be the best division in football. No, that's the AFC. Now it's not even the best division in football. That's the AFC East. Always had the best team. No. <laughs> I don't know. Went to Super Bowl nine out of nine out of nineteen years. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, well, it was because of Tom Brady. We now know it was because of Tom Brady. So I'm going to say I'm going to say this and and Bill Belichick got exposed. I don't know as I don't know as if he got exposed as much as them going all in over the last five years with a salary cap put them in that situation where they were screwed this year. They also had eight guys that didn't play for health reasons. They did. So I, I mean, I want to say this honestly. This was one of Belichick's best coaching seasons he's had in a long time. Because a stylish dude at quarterback, man. Cam can dress, but he can't throw. Oh, man. Man, I tell you what, Uncle Rico has a better arm than him. He can throw it over that mountain. Uh, I, I asked. I, I, I watched him throw, and I'm like, who does that remind me of? And all I could think of was Uncle Rico on Napoleon Dynamite, the way he's coming in from here and just, yeah. oh, my God. I, I hope I... I hope they come out and say that Cam now needs shoulder surgery, and that's why his mechanics were off so bad. This isn't the Red Sox. We're not going to watch, you know, Josh Beckett struggle for two months, and then all of a sudden, yeah, you got torn rotator cuff. He didn't know it. Yeah. No, he sucks, and you need a reason to put him on the bench. Yeah. So they've got – Patriots have an interesting offseason in front of them. Um, They've got some yeah. really big – decisions to make and i i think as a patriot fan and as a fan of the patriots since i can remember my first real season of watching them was the 1978 season with steve grogan at quarterback stanley morgan you know at, at running back um you know john han on the line i mean that's my first real taste mm. of patriot football before the um before they sucked for like 10 years and starting in 81. <laughs> 10 years. Those are rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up. <laughs> we ain't been good in almost 30. That's, That's and I'm still, I, I'm still, I'm still one of them boys. I uh, you can't call me bandwagon. No, I know. I I've never called you a bandwagon fan. No, I've, I've, I've always made fun of you for, for liking and, a, Dumpster and, fire. And, and I know that you are an intelligent football fan, and you understood, unlike some Patriots fans that I know, that football existed in its current form before the year 2000. It <laughs> did. It did. Um, and so, I look, I am I going to enjoy my January? Because I haven't, I haven't really... I've no. planned... Over the last 20 years, I've planned a lot around Saturdays and Sundays and Januarys about when the Patriots are playing. That was the only thing about January is you like. You hate the cold. You hate snow. You hate that it gets dark early. You hate January. I do. <laughs> and February and February is not far behind. The only thing February has going for it is it's, it's, short. The, lo- it's the longest, shortest month of the year. And we're still gaining daylight. And we're still gaining daylight. Uh, you'll be glad to know that my wife just got home. Oh, very good. Very good. Yep. Hello, Angie. Yep. 
So do we have any questions from the bowling community, Tim? Well, we do have a couple of questions. Why don't we uh, Why don't we jump into it? Because I, I thought we answered Hoagie's question last week. Um, I don't think we did, so we can keep it shorter. I think we talked about it before we came on, and then we thought we had talked about it, and we didn't. But So I had uh, Ryan Hogan and I were had a conversation the other day and talking about league and league dues and stuff like that, and he pays a membership to the Bolarama. I think it's like 400 or something dollars. And he just pays his league, league dues, not the bowling included. Like if you pay, like I, we, I know we pay $14 for league. And I think seven or eight of that goes to Jason for the bowling. And then the rest goes to league. He just gives the money to the league. He doesn't have, and he can just go in and bowl. So it's like a golf membership. The way I understood it. So if I'm understanding this correctly, if we take the golf membership aspect, so he can go in at any time. Yeah, to any of the Bolaramas. To any of the Bolaramas and practice. Yep, I think so. I believe and then so. come league, the only thing he's paying for with league would be it's the league kitty. dues. It's kitty. Yeah. It's your prize fund. Yeah. If you bowl oh. enough leagues, it makes it worth it. If you bowl two, three nights a week, it's worth it. That's that's interesting to me. Um, I think people who want to get better, it's perfect for them. So if you take a smaller house, I'm just going to pull up my old calculator here real quick. Let's say you take a smaller that's house. That's an abacus, Tim. That's an abacus. Oh, I'm, I've got oh. the abacus out. Um Let's say you get 50 bowlers that take them up on this offer. Mm-hmm. At, and let's do even math. So 50 bowlers at $500, and it's a full year, so it'll go from, we'll call it June 1st to May 30th, yeah. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So that's twenty five grand to the bowling alley. Yeah. And those 50 people, to get twenty five grand. Divide that by let's just say three dollars a string, which mm-hmm. I know is low, but that is eight thousand three hundred thirty-three strings of bowling. Mm-hmm. Divide that by fifty bowlers, that's one hundred sixty-six strings of bowling. Yep. So that's a thirty-week league of a three-string league. Yeah, that's one hundred and twenty. What is that? 133 to three strings, 30 weeks. That's 90, 90 something strings. Yeah. You got to, to make it worth it, you got to come in and practice. Now you got to go in and practice. Or if you bowl two leagues, then yeah. you're, it's you're designed bowling. for people who bowl multiple leagues, I think. Yeah. And maybe it's not offered to anybody that just bowls one league. I like it. I think that's, I think that's a cool idea. I think it's a cheap uh, way to get good and to bowl multiple leagues. Yes. It's not, not cheap. I mean, it's a cost-effective way to bowl multiple Kinda. leagues and get good. Yeah, yeah. Call, call it cost-effective. Um, yeah. You know, and, and Jason, by having something like that, a, a house such as Jason, uh, granted that's 50 bowlers, I don't think he would get 50 bowlers signed up for something like that. Um, you'd need a bigger house, maybe a Big 20, maybe a Bangor. An Augusta. In Augusta, something you know, someone place where guy place where you know the the majority of your people bowl multiple leagues a week. 
that's uh that's really kind of cool uh because i it, at least at least i know if i'm like going in i'm like oh i only gotta pay three dollars for bowling tonight oh, okay i guess i got more money to have food and drink yeah because let's face it you pay your 500 let's say it's 500 dollars. you pay that you know in june or whatever whenever you set it up maybe it's december tax you know, time or something whatever yeah you know uh or maybe you do it the first night of summer of winter league so it's September 1st to August 30th or something, mm -hmm. whatever it is. So I know if I paid that, I would guarantee that come January, I'm only paying four or five bucks for the kitty. I'm absolutely buying food. I'm absolutely yeah. spending more money because that $500 was spent four or five months ago. I haven't even thought about it in four or five months. Right, and you're and you're thinking, okay, well, I'm running late from work. I'm coming from work. I need food. I got to eat dinner. Like, you got guys that you know they they drink three or four or five beers, anyways. Now they have more money to drink with, you know, or side pools or, or side pools or stuff like that. You know, it. it, it I like it. Mm. I I think it's I think it's a cool idea. Um, but I think you could run more tournaments that way too. If all you were paying, so if, if you had a membership, and maybe it's like, uh, you know, the Preservation Pass here in Maine gives you yeah. how many courses? What, five courses? They own five courses? I think five it is. Five courses, yeah. You get uh, one 18-hole round with a cart at uh, a regular course, and you get one 18-hole cart at a premier, like Sugarloaf, yeah. Sunday River, uh, Belgrade some, Lakes. Some premier. Like that. Whoever, yeah. Well, the Preservation Pass, I... I I want to say is uh, it's Penobscot Valley, Old Mars. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Dune Grass. Highland. Highland Green. Highland Green. Uh, Bath Country Club, maybe. I can't remember if Bath's on. Either way, it's kind of a similar thing. So if you had, you know, if Jason approached Chip up in Bangor and maybe Mike and Augustine said, hey, what if we offered this and out of this they get 30 free shrinks. They get something. It, they, it used to do that. I remember the first year I ever bowled the eliminations, I had to buy a card. And I yeah. got 10 free strings with the card. At, at any association, association house. house. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It, it would be interesting. I, I, If I remember, I will bring that up to Jason and, and yeah. talk to him. Hoagie, that's a great question, though. Or a great, interesting topic. Topic, yeah, I, I like that. Um, we did have another question. Uh, More questions, yay! So, as you guys can probably tell, we don't have a guest this week, so it's just Tim and I. It, you know what? You want to be the guest this week? No, no, I'm good. Uh -huh. Okay, I'm good. you you, don't, you you need to have a guest. You don't want to be romantically intimate like we were at the bar that time at hey. Bangor. I think that might have been the last time we were in the same room together. <laughs> it might it might have been. No, it was a couple weeks ago at League. Yeah. God, that bowling Great. thing I apparently used to do. Yeah. So we do <laughs> so have a question. Question is from uh Ivan Drago's uncle's cousin's sister's son, Ryan. Ah, Ryan, friend of the show. Yeah. Uh he uh he wanted to ask us and our guest, which we don't have one this week, so it's just asking us. Uh, a couple of questions. Um, so his question slash comment. 
that he has. Comment, not comment, because he's not Haley's comment, obviously. Hellbot. Uh, Hellbot. Uh, I really enjoyed listening to your discussion with Brian Fuller Jr. Uh, involving the long commutes many bowlers make to com- uh, commit to leagues, tournaments, and shows. My question if the game was promoted back to its stature during its golden age in the 80s and 90s, do you think the commuting would not be as much of an issue for a lot of bowlers? And two part, would it also encourage more bowlers to apply themselves to more bowling events that could offer more rewards and opportunities to participate in the game? Yeah, Um, I think so. I think if we could get it back to the popularity it was, that's more prize money. That means more people bowl. The money's back where it was. I mean, if it's different. You know, you drive three hours now if you win a state tournament, and it's like 110 bucks, 120 bucks. I mean, it's still it's money. It's money. I mean, but I you, think you won, I think you when won I singles, won, yeah, when won I won the singles the back in the nineties, it was like six hundred bucks. Well, I think when you and I, because you won the handicap singles, I won the scratch singles yeah. in was that October. Whatever yeah. it was, yeah, and I think we got three hundred bucks each. I yeah, think. something like that. Yeah, I think two hundred and eighty, three hundred, somewhere in that right. range. Yeah, yeah, great. Look, I'm not complaining about getting. Right. No, that's bucks. better than what it used to be. It's, it's more better money than it was before. It's better than getting kicked in the nuts for free. Right. It is. It's certainly better than not making any. It is better than not making any. It's better than better than than a lot of that. However, my problem is this. When I started bowling and when I started winning some tournaments, I was getting somewhere between $700 and $1,000 to win. Mm-hmm. And the entry fee was less. Entry fee was like 100 bucks. Well, no, the entry fee like for a state tournament back then was like was like 50 bucks, like 45 bucks. Right, but you figure entry fee I'm talking like you put it all together, you know, you got your, oh, your 50 oh, bucks and then your gas and then your food and then... Well, you got to remember gas back then was cheaper. Your food you, was cheaper. Ga- well, it was whatever your horse ate. So it was carrots, probably, right? Apples. <laughs> so for those of you that are listening, that was the sound of Tim flipping Brian, Brian off. With both fingers. Um, both fingers. Both fingers. Almost added the third finger, but that would be bad. PG. 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 Yeah. yeah. Well, PG-13, because I, I flipped you off. No, but more people are going to want to bowl if the competition's better. So like, I'm gonna, just... Yeah. No, I'm going to answer this backwards, meaning I'm going to answer the second one first. And the second one's an easier question to answer, and that's yes. It would absolutely, more bowlers would apply themselves. More bowlers would go to events because your, your rewards are higher. Absolutely 100%. Mm-hmm. I will still stand by this, and I will still go to my grave with this. Your Massachusetts Bullets would still not drive up to Maine for a tournament. For a one-day tournament. No, they, they, would, drive, they would drive would. to southern Maine. Some Big might. 20, maybe Augusta. No. Not Bangor. No, they will not drive to Augusta. They will not drive to Bangor. They had a pro series at Augusta. Had one. Filled no, I, I made the cut. To capacity. Everybody raved about how great it was and how much fun they had and how the food was awesome and everything else. And I think there were maybe everyone but maybe five bitched about the fact that they had to travel. To which point I laughed. 
and then got irritated because I'm like, you sons of bitches. I didn't call them that in my head. Mm-hmm. I've had to travel for 20 plus years. Because you do it on one day. For the first time in X amount of years, you're going to bitch about it. I mean, you know, there's some mass guys that bowl in Manchester at Lakeside. I'm sure that's probably 45 to an hour for some of them. Ooh. You got the... You got the Western Mass guys out in East Brookfield. You know, that's a drive. I have no problem with the the Western Mass guys. You know, Richie Myrick, he traveled two and a half hours to bowl in the Pro Series playoff, bowl two strings. He made the two and a half hour drive. I have no problem with your Western Mass guys because they have to do that Mm -hmm. because your Eastern Mass guys, what I would call your North Shore guys and your South Shore guys, Mm Refuse to travel, and I should say that because some of them do. And I it's don't want to pigeonhole the, the I don't majority of them, them, right? The the not the majority, a, a fair amount of them would probably not bowl as many tournaments if they had to travel for it. Correct, correct. You know, I traveled for years, every week, to bowl in leagues. Mm-hmm. You traveled for years. To bowling leagues. Now people say, "Oh, would you would you travel like a half hour?" I'm like, "No, I bowl for two and a half years out of vacation land. I lived in Rockland. It's an hour and forty minutes one way." I bowled in Bangor. Every (laughs) every Monday night, I drove down, and I bowled. Mm -hmm. Got home around midnight most times, maybe a little later on a Monday night, and went to work the next day. So. I, I traveled to Augusta for years, Gardner for years, Lisbon, Lisbon Falls for a couple of years. It, it's only been, I'll say it's only been um, uh, that, you know, it, it's been that way um, where I've had to, uh, uh, you know, I, I had to travel. So I, I do have a fundamental issue with people saying that, or complaining about having to travel just because when you live in Maine or Canada, let's, let's face it, when you're living, when you live in the provinces, um, you are traveling. It's just the nature of the beast, unfortunately. Um, so I, I know you had to take that. Yeah. What I said, what I said, Brian was, um, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't really complain about people that, you know, bitching about it. But when you live in Maine, you have to travel to bowl in tournaments. You have to travel to bowl anywhere to try to make a little bit of money for a little bit of whatever. But it's the same way in Canada. They travel all the time. Moncton to St. John, Moncton to Halifax, Moncton to Fredericton, Fredericton to all. You know what I mean? You They are traveling all over the place to bowl in tournaments. And I don't know many that really complain about it, but yet your Southern part of the state, meaning your new, your, your New Hampshire, your Southern New Hampshire, your Massachusetts bowlers. Some of them, please don't take offense to this, but they don't, or they won't travel outside of 45 minutes because they don't have to most. They don't have to. And that's okay. Yeah. That's, it's okay. It's their decision. It's their yep. choice. Um, 
So I will say that if it was promoted back in back to its stature, um, I think commuting would still be an issue for a lot of bowlers because they just don't want to put that that much time into it. Mm-hmm. Man, the podcast producer is kind of upset, huh? Uh, I don't know which one that one is. That's probably Little Kitty getting pissed because I haven't fed him yet. <laughs> Sorry, something's uh, gotta come something's gotta come first. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um hey. he did have a final question. Oh, did you have something? No, no. No, I didn't oh, actually. Okay. Uh final question he had. Uh Ryan Drago wants to know in every sport there are well known rivalries. Are there any rivalries you can think of in Candlepin Bowling that have happened on television, league play, or in tournaments? And then he says there are a couple of some on the shows that come to mind, you know, where the same pair of bowlers face each other more than once. The Morgan brothers, Mike Morgan against Gary Carrington, Steve Bandy, Sean Baker, you know, some of those matchups that can be found on YouTube. But uh, rivalries in the, in the sport of Candlepin bowling. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Um, I know some team rivalries. I mean, you got A plus and Lockie. Um, you have. McLaughlin Truck and Trailer in USA East mm-hmm. for a while there, you know. Um, you know, Maria's always seemed to run into New Hampshire All-Stars there for a while in the playoffs. Um, I can't really think of single rivalries, though. No, and I, I, I really tried to put some thought into that one. Um, you know, I joked with you um, off-air um, I joked around when, when we said single rivalries. I said me against anyone else. Um, you know, but you're and always I, trying to win. Like that's just competitive. Like, but and that's what I was joking about. It's it's not to yeah. me. It's not a I don't have any rivalries that I could think of with with people because I am I I like to think of myself as being friends with probably ninety nine percent of the people that bowl. Yeah, that bowl competitively. I mean, I think we all have that one person that you bowl in league pretty often, you know, because most of us bowl the same spot every week. So on each team, you kind of know who you're going to bowl, and you kind of know who you take it a little more seriously against than other people, I guess. Some, yeah. Sometimes when you get beat, it stings more than other times. I wouldn't call it a rivalry, but you have people that make you a little more competitive. So I would say like at Oakland Park... Jason and I have a rivalry, but it's not a bad. It's not a bad thing. We we are no. You just try to one up each other. Every we're week. trying to one up each other, yeah. and that's just that's just how it is. You have um, a friendly competition. Yeah, I mean we bowl on the same team, so I mean it can't really yeah. be a rivalry where we bowl on the same team. But it is the competition. It is the you know like he said to me a couple of weeks ago before I before I had my big series. He looked at me. He goes. You know, I got you on average. Like, yeah. I'm going to get you this year. Had. And, well, when I got done, I, wa- I, wa- I was leaving for the night. And, you know, he was like, hey, great bowling, good night. I said, oh, by the way, that's had me on average. And he just looked and he just shook his head like, you know, yeah. like that. But yep. that to me is no, not like a rival. Right. And, and I try and, like, when I bowl dad, like, that's kind of the same thing, friendly competition. Like, I didn't, my dad's not my rival. But I try to bowl better against him. I don't like to lose to him. Yeah. <sighs> you know, I, I 
I can't think of any singles right and again i'm trying to go back and really think about some of the bowlers from yesteryear you know going back and looking at russ neely and saying okay you know did russ really have any rivalries and it really there really wasn't that you know when i think of rivalries i think of you know yankees red sox right i think i think of you know red sox half red sox halves that's good bruins halves i think of celtics lakers you know yeah I think of, you know, Cowboys, Redskins. I mean, that's a rivalry. They they yeah. do not like each other, and it's just... Cowboys, you Giants, know, you know, yeah. Patriots it, and yeah. the it's Giants. Patriots and the Giants, or Patriots and the Jets, and or yeah. anyone, that, anyone in the East. I mean, but it's... And with teams, you know, because I, I laughed, I mentioned, you know, uh, A-plus against Lucky Strike. And I laughed, and I said, how many teams put hashtag abl on their team jerseys as they're bowling yeah now the difference is they like each other it's really they, they all get along but it is a rivalry they have earned it because they have gone against each other in high pressure situations numerous times correct you know the same way that when i was on main heat in usa east it was the same way with us First against New Hampshire All Stars, we seemed like we bowled them, you know, three years in a row in the playoffs. Well, you know, you know, main event and lucky. We yeah, encountered main... them quite a few times in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, it's so. That, I mean, that's a great question. I I just don't have, I don't have a great answer. Um, right. Yeah. You know, I think I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Ryan, it's not that I'm not trying to be vague about this, but I'm really going to have to put some thought into the single, you know, like the singles competitions type rivalries. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, like with Sean Morrison and me, I consider Sean a friend, but I want to beat him when I bowl him. Right. And he, and he wants to beat me when he bowls me. You know, same mm-hmm. thing, same thing with, you know, with with Evan and I, it's not a rivalry. I just want right. to beat him, and he wants to beat me because we're competitors against each other. Right. Again, I, that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the best possible way to look at it. I don't think there's any hatred, any strong hatred, like Sox, Yankees, Celtics, Lakers, Bruins. That's, I don't think no. that exists in the game anymore. I'm sure back in the day there was some. Well, I mean, Marjam Marjam Supply was winning everything back when the you know when the world first started. Yeah. Uh, you so know, everybody was kind of chasing them. Yeah. Yep. Um, did you see some of that stuff uh, Reno Steve Reno posted? Oh yeah, his old scores. And that was pretty cool. So yeah, that was really cool. Uh, that was pretty neat. I saw some of the old. Uh, the old score sheets from like the the first worlds or the worlds in ninety one and uh, my the year before I started. Uh, yeah. I think Al Nel- I think Al Nelson posted it. Uh, they went twenty sixty five. The main team. That's crazy. Al Joy was a low guy at. I think four of them went four hundred. Then Al was at three sixty or three seventy. I think. Not bad when that's your low guy. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. What well, else? Yeah, Oh, um, 
So Mark Ritchie at Riverwalk had the New Year's uh, best five of seven tournament on New Year's Day. Got some results there. Uh, first place was Johnny Blaze, 667. It was his best five out of seven. Um, there was a tie for second between Keith Beaupre and Nick uh, Leach, 639 apiece. Uh, fourth was Pete uh, Ricciatelli, uh, 623. John Winchell was fifth with 621. Nick Nocross, six at 609. Joe Duda at seventh with 606. And Jeff Walsh was eighth with 605. Some so they came spots. Yeah. yeah. Riverwalk yeah. is a fair house. I've bowled there once, tried to qualify I, for the old YouTube show, and it's a fair house. You get what you hit. <laughs> someday. Some, someday I'll bowl there. Yep. Um, I, I haven't yet. So, you know, it, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really have a whole lot of tournaments to discuss. You know? Yeah, no, that's all I had for this week. Yeah, we, uh, you know, unfortunately, the, the pandemic is still... Uh, is still out there. Um, for those that were wondering about the Howard Dearborn Memorial one that we have at Oakland Park at the beginning of March, um, I will be talking to Jason uh, soon. Um, right now we have 17 teams. Um, and too many for restrictions. And too many for re- for the current restrictions. Yeah. Um, I think when we set this up, that we were hoping that we'll be we would be uh, beyond some of these restrictions. Uh, so I'll be talking to Jason. We will give an update soon uh, on that one. No update on the Mixed Worlds. I, I, I have a hard time seeing that being a go this year in June, um, unfortunately. I see that as a can-am as well. Yeah. I, I think our... Yeah, I think our next big tournament, I, I, I'm cautiously optimistic, will be the Worlds in November. Um, yes, cautiously I, I think, optimistic. I, I think by then, I'm, 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 uh, from what I've been reading and what I've been hearing, uh, they expect border openings sometime June, July. Uh, once people have, uh, once the vaccines have really started to roll out. I mean, I know they're rolling yeah. out, uh, but once it really rolls out to the general public, um, yeah, they said that probably be around March, April, sometime in there. Yeah, how did uh, how, how did Kelly do with her first round? Very well. She had sore arm a little bit, um, but that was about it. Maybe a little fatigued that night, but other than that, um, just you know, moving around her arm didn't hurt her. I mean, if you touched it, yeah, it, it hurt. You yeah. know, it, Colin pressed on it once, and she was like, "That's uncomfortable." But other than that, uh, she's got another. Um. Uh, another fourteen days or so, I think, and then she okay. gets the second dose. And she'll be fully fully vaccinated. And she has her first dose. I think it's tomorrow. Yep, I, I think. Well, uh, so well, it's good. it's good. Yeah, we'll we'll see. So I, I uh, as far as guests go, um, we do have some in the wings, um, waiting to hear back. Uh, waiting to hear back on some as well. Uh, I am trying uh, to get Holbrook. Um, I've reached out to Bobby Witt. Uh, you know some of the some of the not I'd call older bowlers that right. are still that right. are still competitive. Um, you know, and I've 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 reached out to some of your pastime bowlers as well. 
Um, I'd like to get some old guys on here. Um, Talk a little bit about some of the old matches, the old stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Channel Uh, 5 days and the Skins games that were, you know, probably they have just thousands of stories for bowling with for yep. money just yeah yeah you know but until then we'll we, we still have a list that we're going through um we should have uh uh should have our first proprietor on i think next week or the week after uh russ neely jr is gonna nice. join me he's gonna join um so I'm, I'm excited to get a proprietor's take on on things yeah, um, from the business, from that aspect. Yep. And then uh, we'd like to try to get some more of our friends up north on as well. Um, we, do we have, can see you again. We can see you on Skype. We do have uh, our first female guest. Uh, hopefully we'll be soon. Um, I've reached out to some more as well. Well, uh, well, Maddie was on the podcast back in Bangor. I, I'm talking our format now with Skype. Okay. And you New can format. actually... Yeah. yeah. Okay. I apologize because I did it's have okay. Karen. I did have Karen on a, as That's well. That's true. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but other than that, that's all I'm, I got for this week. Happy New Year, guys! Stay safe. Mask up. We're close. Vaccine. Getting there. Getting there. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's little right now and dim, but we're getting closer. Getting closer. Happy New Year, all. Stay safe, and we'll uh, we'll be uh, on air again. Yes, base.